get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mike Claiborne with us. And of course, you can check out everything going on at Claibs online and on social media this weekend. Mike probably didn't get ripped like Adam Wainwright did, but he had a lot of great shots from the trip to London and the series in London. Uh, Claibs, first of all, good morning. Second of all, uh, it looked like you had a great time with the, the London series and that baseball did a great job with it. They really did um, in, in every sense of the word from the way the field was laid out to the entertainment to just – they, you know what, they put a lot of time into it, obviously. And um, <clears throat> I think everybody went away happy. You know, the, the games weren't totally sold out, but, you know, it was they were bigger crowds than what the Cardinals and Cubs would play in front of in their own home ballpark. But, yeah, it was a good experience. Uh, you know, I think we all had a good time. But, you know, we could have liked to have won the first game, but – you know, you came back in the second game and you did what you needed to do. Y'all hit the Cubs, and you know, and now here we go. Playing the Houston Astros tonight. Claves, the hot topic today has obviously been Adam Wainwright and his Twitter uh, getting off social media. What are your thoughts about that, and, and what did you think about his performance over the weekend? Well, it wasn't a performance I know he wanted to see. Uh, you know, he's been struggling. But, you know, here's the thing that I would remind people of. He, you know, he faced the Mets. He was lights out. He was as good as he's been all year. Uh, but, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? And, you know, Kerry, you know, social media, you know, has it has a real stranglehold on on how we do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you if subscribe to it and you want to play in it, get ready, because there's going to be a day like he dealt with on Saturday that people are going to, you know, they, they take the gloves off for all the wrong reasons, because, you know, it doesn't take a lot of character and a lot of guts to uh, to go on social media and take shots at a person. I mean, you know, anybody can do it. And. You know, if you look in their own kitchen, I'm sure you could find some things that maybe you wouldn't like about them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's the life we live. And, you know, you hear more and more people say, I'm getting off of it. I don't need it. You know, it's something that, you know, I, I could do without uh, for, for situations like this. And, you know, Adam has been a, a great person, you know, on this team, in our community. And, you know, it's one of those things where uh, the question comes up, did he stay too long? Well, that that and it's a good question to ask, but how people have gone after him in the manner that they did, it, it's, it's not called for. Claves, you're around the players often, and I know a lot of the younger players talk to you. Would that be something that you would, you know, just lean on them and say, hey, don't do this, don't get on social media, don't lean so heavily into it? Yeah, you know, I would. I, I would let them know that there's with uh, the reward you get when you're doing well, there is also a backlash that comes with it also. You know, and I'm at a point now where there's certain things I, you know, there's certain people or certain things I don't read. There's certain things I don't watch. And I'm good with it. You know, it, it, you know I'm, I'm, I'd am i rather have things that are more positive and more objective in my life than to sit there and see people get torched for all the wrong reasons. So, yeah, I would definitely uh, warn players and, and people in this business of the, the backlash that could come with it. Uh, because it's just not, it's not, you know, it's, it's, again, it's not fair, but that's how we live. And, 
you know, it doesn't take a lot of character for people to do what they do and, and, and try and sting you and just be a hater. Basically, that's all it is, is just being a hater. Claves, we are inching closer and closer to the trade deadline. And a lot of articles, Ken Rosenthal coming out with an article today where it says enough caution. Cardinals need to consider a bold action at the trade deadline with a picture of Paul Goldschmidt. Do you see a scenario where the Cardinals will be willing to part with Paul Goldschmidt? I don't. Um, I think Paul Goldschmidt is a mainstay here. You know, he still has a lot of value to this team. Uh, and, you know, I know that we're at that point. And, and I do agree with, with, with Ken that, okay, we've seen enough of what's going on. And you obviously need to make a change in some capacity. And I'm not talking about getting rid of the manager. I'm, I'm talking about looking at this team. And, you know, the, the big concern was at, at the end of last year, going into this year, and currently during the season, pitching. You don't have enough of it. And, it, you know, you look at some of the ERAs of some of these guys, it's just not working. And I think we've had enough of a size, and it's no longer a sample size. It is a true size of what you are. And you've got to figure out a way to do that. Now, the question is this. Okay, let's have a fire sale. We can trade this guy and that guy. Okay, so let's say you want to trade Flaherty, a guy on an expiring contract. What, what do you think a team is going to give you in return for a guy like that who is going to be an unrestricted free agent? Now, obviously, Goldie's more attractive because he has more time on a contract. But when we talk about moving a lot of these players, you have to think about what are you, what are you looking for in return that's going to help you now. And I just don't know what that answer is because a lot of guys aren't having productive seasons. So I don't, I'm not saying you're stuck with them, but you be, understand what you're going to get in return may not be what you think you deserve. And because, you know, teams know that, hey, look, we know he's unrestricted. He may go back to St. Louis. He may not. He may test the water. But at the end of the day, you know, the value of a pitcher or a player like that was probably greater in the offseason than it is now. Claves, I offered this counterpoint that if they were to decide to make a trade, that Paul Goldschmidt would be the best person because of what you just spoke of, what they would get in return. And going forward, you got a 35-year-old MVP, but how many more years does he have playing at that level? And I'm not a person that thinks he should be traded, but I think if the Cardinals wanted the best return on that trade, it would be Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, I, I would agree with you that he probably brings you the most value. So here's the question I would ask. What teams would be in that market for a guy like that? Well, the Philadelphia has, Phillies. What you're looking for? The Philadelphia Phillies is pitching. Okay, yeah, the, the Philadelphia Phillies pitching is good. They, I was told yesterday their bullpen might be second best in baseball behind Baltimore. And I started looking at some, some numbers, and you know what? They're probably right. Uh, Philadelphia has four guys that come out of that pen, and they give it to you, and they give it to you hard. Um, but the, here's the thing. What pitchers do you want from Philadelphia? You're not going to get the first two guys from them. You're not going to get their top two. And I think if you're going to go after – if you're going to move a guy like Goldschmidt, you have to have a top-line pitcher, okay? Not a guy who's a third or fourth guy in the rotation. A top-line guy. And the thing is, I don't know if Philadelphia is going to be all in on making that sort of deal because Hoskins will be back next year, Okay. So you don't want to be stuck in that situation. And Goldie is not going to be the DH because you already have Schwarber doing that from time to time, and you have Bryce Harper, they're rotating. So I'm not sure if that's going to be the trade partner you're looking for. So I'll go back, and and granted, I'm just asking on the fly. I don't have the answer. What team is going to be looking for a person of that ilk that they can carry and has enough value in return that you can appreciate? Hey, Claves, it's really interesting to look at the way trades work, too, because 
Very rarely does a player of that ilk, uh, and by the way, Ken Rosenthal also brought up Nolan Arenado's name. Very rarely does a team get proper return for a superstar like a Goldschmidt or an Arenado. You look at the Andrew McCutcheon trade, you look at the Mookie Betts trade, you look at the Giancarlo Stanton trade. We can go throughout history and find deals of, of all-star or superstar players that didn't work out. It's it's hard for a minor leaguer to turn into an all-star or a superstar. Well, I'll give you two more examples. What do you think Colorado's thinking now once they move Arenado? What do you think Arizona's looking at, that, that talent that they got in moving Goldschmidt? I mean, it, it's it's a really huge risk to move a player like that and think you're going to get anything close to that in return. I agree, Clapes. I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's just it's a tough thing, and it's tough to uh, figure out. I want to ask you about this NBA. What do you think about Dame Lillard and in, in potentially leaving Portland? Well, you know, it, it, that's a good question because he's been the face of that organization, and they brought various guys in there, uh, you know, that they thought were going to be a difference maker, and it just hasn't worked. So maybe a change of scenery might be good for him. But you have to make sure if you're going to move a guy like that, he's got to be able to – fit in in the proper manner. I mean, he's a guy that needs the ball in his hand. And, you know, he can score with anybody. But I think you have to make sure he's part of a big two or big three and where he becomes a big three. So you want to have guys at other positions that are going to be, you know, even more valuable because he plays a position now separate from the other guys. And I think you have to look at the teams that are out there and then you have to make sure if salary cap-wise it matches up. And, you know, it's harder to move a guy like that than you think. He may have teams he'd like to play for, but when you look at the personnel within that organization that you're going to have to move, it may not be as valuable to you as you think. Then the other question I had is, uh, I did a little dance when Jordan Poole got traded from the uh, from the Warriors <laughs> to the Wizards. <laughs> Do you think the Warriors have a chance to go back to the championship this year? No, uh, no? they don't have enough. Uh. No, yeah, you know what? They don't have enough inside. Yeah, they got to get, they they get bigger. They got to get bigger because, you know, you think about – uh, Joker and what he's able to do, uh, you know, the kid who just got drafted is going to be, he's going to be an impact player for sure, maybe next year, the year after. And then you think about other teams who are starting to get a little bigger inside, and I just don't think the Warriors have enough. And you know what? Here's the thing, Kerry. They're only one injury away from being a lottery team again. Mm. I mean, do you think about the age on, on uh, Chris Paul, the age on Curry, the age on, on uh, Clay Thompson? Those guys are all over over 34 years old, Okay. So, I mean, and none of those guys have been able to play a full season within the last five years. So, I just think that, you know, they're they trying to keep the band together one more time. I just don't think there's enough musicians. Claves, what do we got going on at Claves Online? Well, we're going to have Claves and Joe uh, for lunch today. We'll have that coming up in just a bit. Also, uh, later in the week, Dr. Rick Lehman will have his podcast. We'll visit with Nick Ragone and talk some golf and PGA and the, 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 the WPGA. Uh, also, we're going to uh, visit with Jamal Mayers this week and talk about the NHL draft that's coming up, and that should be very interesting as far as who's going to do what, including the Blues. And so that'll keep us busy this week, and of course we'll be talking some baseball with Bob Nightingale on Thursday as well. So uh, I think that'll get us started for the week. What do you think? I think that sounds great. And oh, by the way, should mention that I know that Dusty Baker is one of your favorite people in baseball, and he's in town for the next three days. Yeah, uh, we are scheduled to get together this week. And, you know, I tell you, Randy, here's the other neat thing about uh, the uh, game in London. I ran into so many former players that they brought over, like Adam Jones, who now lives in Barcelona. Chase Utley lives in London. 
let's see who else. Dave Winfield. There's a picture I put up on on my website, on Twitter. Dave Winfield talking to Jordan Walker, and, mm-hmm. and the caption is passing it on. I mean, there were so many former players that I caught up with and, and had such a great time. You're going to start to hear from some of those guys here in the next few weeks as well, along with a visit I had with Tony Clark, the executive director for the Players Association. So uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Looking forward to that. Claves, have a great week, and we'll see you soon. You got it, fellas. Have a great day. And you too, Brooke. They wanted to exclude you. No. <laughs> I, I'll be waiting right, for my gift from London, Claves. I, I know that that's coming this week. Uh, you know what, Brooke? One quick story. I almost had to buy another suitcase. <laughs> I, I, I knew it. Years, I, I yeah, knew it. That might <laughs> I had to literally have the, the maid sit on my suitcase to zip it up. <laughs> I can't wait to see those Fantastic. fits. <laughs> it was massive, so I will be breaking out with some new British style here very soon. All right. Yeah. Some of them you're going to like. Some of them you're going to be like, oh, I don't know. But, uh, I'll just say this. Pleats and cuffs are back. Mm, oh, there we go. Love okay. to hear. <laughs> Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN every Tuesday.